So, John, we're back. We are. Um, I would like to tell you about an excellent baguette that I had today that's put me in the Christmas spirit. How does a baguette put you uh, in the Christmas spirit, Rob? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned before the uh, the cafe near my work that mostly makes the, the journey to work twice a week worth it. <laughs> um, this, is, <laughs> this is a cafe that's like upstairs in a builder's merchant. Oh. Um, so you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know it was there, but we do. Um, we're going there for years, go in today and it's the Christmas special, which is a, it was chicken stuffing, gravy and cranberry. Um, oh, that baguette. sounds good. And it was, and there was roast potatoes and there was, uh, sausages wrapped in bacon. It was great. It, it was so nice. Good. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, I need to. Put, I will post a photo later of it. Because, uh, <laughs> that sounds like the kind of place weird. that it's hidden, and it's your own little secret within the people that that you work with. But how does it stay in business? Is it just because it's it's upstairs and they probably have virtually no rent to pay? Well, no, it stays in business because one, at least in the UK, most sort of builders, merchants, and electrical wholesaler places where trades people uh-huh. are going there's usually there's usually a cafe either oh, in yeah, them or probably nearby. All the workers are going um, there every day then, huh? right so all the builders get there in the morning they go up for bacon sandwiches coffee all that kind of stuff we go in there um, and we've been reliably informed that we basically pay for a member of staff um, <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> um so much so that we're getting free cakes nice. next week um, bringing down some trays to our office. Um, but then sort of around the corner, there's a whole bunch of like, you know, big office buildings where there's, you know, hundreds of people. And he's, um, the guy who runs it has started like posting on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So he's ended up with like loads more business as well. So, um, but he, yeah, it's food's pretty good. And the baguette was fantastic. That was the highlight of my day. I think that sounds really good. I, um, I used to have a place in Chicago that I went for lunch that became, it was kind of a quite a, quite a hike from where I worked, but I went there so often that it was the same thing that we got all kinds of, you know, comped food basically all the time. Mm-hmm. We go there after work and have drinks and yeah, it was really nice. It was kind of like a neighborhood pub and it was a lot of fun. And then here now when I'm in North Carolina, I'm going to have to work on that. I haven't really established a presence in any particular place, but as I was telling you before we started out uh, the show, I have a bunch of places that are within walking distance, which is kind of nice. And one of them is really has has a level of danger associated with it in that it's um, it's a pub that has a great menu of food as well as beer and wine and things like that. And it just so happens that it's across the street from a local co-working facility. And I've been, and I've been thinking, I should try out that co-working facility just so I can, you know, maybe meet a few people in this new area that I'm living in. And then, you know, when I'm done at five o'clock, just literally 20 steps across the street is this pub. And have a little happy hour. And so the co-working facility plus the pub, that that could be a very expensive habit very quickly. But uh, but I'm thinking of the nicer weather. It might be a thing to do. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's literally like a third of a mile from where we live. So it takes me, it takes me less than 10 minutes to walk there. But that sounds, that sounds yeah. perfect. So it's absolutely perfect where you can, 
go meet some people, get some food, have a drink, wait for Jennifer to exactly. get home. <laughs> and then she says, where are you? And you're in well, the pub again. And she works till six <laughs> o'clock. So, you know, I could quit at five, go have a couple of pints, maybe a snack, and then be home before she walks in the door. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, the... Okay, yeah, I've been here all day. I don't know this is where about. I have to pause for a moment, Rob, and, and pl- ask listener Debbie to please not tell Jennifer this. <laughs> because she's going to text Jennifer and tell her what my plans are for the summer. I just know it. But hopefully she'll, she'll, she'll respect the, uh, the order of the podcast and not, not, uh, not you know, rat on me. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the information on this podcast is for listeners only. It's not to be shared. That's that's right. <laughs> unless you want, it's Jennifer's problem that she. <laughs> unless you want to share the podcast, Jennifer's problem that she doesn't listen to us. You know what I mean? I mean, she should be listening to learn all of our secrets, but she doesn't. Absolutely. Obviously, if you want to share the podcast with your friends and so this is an excellent podcast, you should listen, and that's okay. But yeah, there you go. And you know, maybe <laughs> she should just drop a hint that Jennifer should listen to this episode. But but beyond that, I don't think that. Uh, that that she should be telling anybody, you know, the 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 I don't know the the stuff we've got going on here. It's very secret. Anyway, oh yeah, we got we got all sorts of things what going else, on. So Rob, I, I really have to. I, I've been holding myself back. You told me that you're using an app, an app that I've been using now for I don't know. It's been at least a year, year and a half. What are you? Uh, what have you? What path have you taken? I am on the Obsidian path now. Um, uh. and and I and I knew I was in trouble because I posted this and Federico said welcome have fun which to me says oh this is going to be a big rabbit hole it can be um. it really can be you eventually <laughs> I will tell you this if it becomes that for you eventually you will kind of get your feet under you and you'll settle down and you'll decide how you want to use it and and uh, you won't be messing around anymore because I I certainly haven't really screwed around with with plugins in a while. No. So the, the first thing I did, cause I really, I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, I've seen it. I've seen Markdown editors before, you know, I've seen a sidebar with files and I've seen, you know, the editor on the right and preview, all of that nonsense is it's fairly sort of standard fare for anything like this. So I thought, let me go and see if like anybody I recognize has done a video just to sort of explain it. Um, and I found one by uh, Matt Birchler, Oh yeah, um, he did a good one. Yeah. A five, yeah, it's like a five ten minute intro video, and I thought, okay, that would, that's this. This was good. I kind of watched it. I was like, great. This sort of gave me the, you know, the ins and outs and the little the things that come as standard. And then my YouTube recommendations exploded. Oh yeah, there's so I'm, much. <laughs> I'm being recommended like forty five minute videos on how to run your household yeah. with Obsidian and like. Here's how I run my whole website and like my e-commerce store from it. And I'm like, it's a whole racket. It's a whole racket. I mean, look, this is like, this is the whole Zettelcast and PKM second, second brain, uh, productivity porn type of thing that is exploded into the area of obsidian. And you know, this, the whole idea of productivity has been a big, a big area of commerce on the web for a while. And Obsidian allowed that to kind of expand exponentially because it's just, because it's so customizable and it, and it's not super easy either necessarily if you want to do the complex stuff with it. So, right. So it, it lends itself to explainers and videos and, 
because it's so customizable, yes, you could run your whole life in it. I don't really personally think anybody should, but yeah, it's it, it. There's a lot of that stuff, and I really like when I started using it. My my number one piece of advice for people who want to try Obsidian is don't watch any of that stuff. Just figure out enough so you know kind of how the app works, and then just start taking notes or writing or whatever you want to do in it, and see how it. And then explore how it fits with the way the things that you do and that you might need. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean. For me, I've been fed up with Apple Notes for a while, not because there's anything wrong with the syncing or the app, but because, like, I don't know, just writing in it kind of, or not writing, but writing sort of notes annoyed me because it doesn't really support Markdown. It's like its own custom checklists and bullet points. So it's sort of rich text, but it's sort of plain. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of plain text, but it's not. Um, And I tend to have two different kinds of notes. There's notes that I need, like, all the time. It's like, you know shopping lists and you know things i've got to go when i'm going to run errands so i need those things on my phone so i've just sort of left those in apple notes but then all my stuff that's like ideas for plugins and websites and alfred workflows and all that kind of stuff i always do that stuff on my mac so i was like why not i just using a nicer text editor for this and obsidian is kind of perfect for that because it has like the templating and stuff for blog mm-hmm. posts and checklists and things like that so i've been using a lot of that Oh, that's good. I mean, I think templating is one of the most interesting uses for Obsidian, really. I mean, that's something that I do quite a bit of when I have like common posts that I want to use for Mac Stories work. I mean, I I think the thing about Obsidian, I'm not surprised that it's something that you're trying because it is what I always think of it as, as kind of a an OS for writers in that it's very with the plugins, it's so customizable. It definitely, I think clicks with a lot of people who have a development background. Um, right. And which is, which obviously you do. And it also clicks with people who are academics and that's where you'll find a lot of this, a lot of this stuff you'll find in on YouTube and elsewhere where they're, you know, people like to show off their clouds, their knowledge clouds or whatever they are, where they have those clouds of of links between their notes. And I've got thousands of notes right now. I mean, because I'm using Obsidian to write all of my articles, plus I've just got notes that I take for research and things like that. And if you right, and if you look at my if you look at my cloud, which by the way, the first thing I did when I started using Obsidian was I turned that off because I thought it was ridiculous and silly. And I know that it's fine. I mean, there there are people for whom that might be a useful thing to have that's not useful for me. And a lot of it goes to the kind of stuff that I'm researching. Most of the stuff that I write doesn't have a very long shelf life. And it's just the way it is. I mean, my notes, my articles, I don't need to go back to them. And I don't need to link one to the other. It's just I write them, I publish them, I'm done. If I need to find them again, I've got search. That's pretty much all I need. But Obsidian does do a very nice job of giving you ways that you can uh, customize the writing experience, whether it's how links are done for Markdown or, you know, we did one for Club Mac Stories that my son built that lets you run shortcuts within the app, which is super useful too. I mean, I've got probably 40 or 50 plugins installed at this point and you know, sometimes ones, sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. I turn them off 
if they don't stick and maybe come back to them or I just delete them. But uh, that's what's nice about it. It's very extensible and it has a huge community behind it that's making all these things. There's even, you know, there's all kinds of <clears throat> task management and project management things you can do with the app this at this point too. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I've been trying to sort of avoid a lot of the plugins, at least for now. I'm, I'm still trying to sort of work out a structure that I like for the, because um, you know, really it comes down to there's like draft blog posts, um, sort of things I need to fix on my websites and, and you know, server stuff and all that nonsense. And there's just various idea notes and things like that. So I don't, I don't have, I don't have a huge amount of things in there, which is, you know, is fine because honestly, like it's the, it's the, probably the nicest markdown editor I've used in a long time. Yeah. Um, so you know, even if I'm not doing anything else with it, like just that in and of itself is enough for me to be honest. And then it has, I think this is a plugin, but it may not be the, the GitHub backup of my mm-hmm. notes. And I'm like, oh, okay, great, that works. You know, that's just a nice sort of extra backup in case anything goes wrong. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm using Obsidian Sync, which is kind of their their paid sync service. And that works pretty well. I mean, that you know, there's, I mean, obviously what we haven't talked about is it's a very non-native app. It's running on Electron. It's a pretty, it's a very responsive and performant Electron app as Electron apps go. But, especially if you're trying to use it on like iPad OS or iOS, it's very different, but right. But, but it still is an excellent text editor and I use it primarily on the Mac. Yeah. It's, um, I, I've been really impressed with it. Like I say, because, because of the way I do these things, like the chances of me needing to add something to one of my notes on my phone is, is so rare that, you know, and if that does come up, I'll just set a reminder to add right. it, you know, when I'm on my computer. Because, you know, not that I'm not willing to pay the money, but I, I, the, as it stands, I don't need to pay for the sync. It's really not something I need right now. Right. Um. So, but yeah, I, you know, I've been impressed with it. And, I, and like you say, I'm just trying to, I'm just not trying to, I'm definitely avoiding 45 minute videos about task management because that's just, um, that's, that's far beyond anything I want or need out of <laughs> out of what is essentially for me just a nice and nice Right, app. because it's built on web technologies. That's why you can do all these things. I mean, basically, you know, the, the plugins are built with um, JavaScript and there are ones that basically turn it into a database management system and all kinds of really complex stuff. And people use it for some of the, you know, taking daily notes. That's a thing that people like to do for journaling um, and that sort of thing. I actually do like a weekly note, which is really just a scratch pad every week for what I'm trying to get accomplished during the week. And then I do, you know what I do, Rob? I do something that, that a lot of the PKM people would not like approve of. I delete my notes regularly. A lot of them, because you know what? They're just not worth keeping around, but it's, I, if there's a weak point to Obsidian, it's that it's, Although it's just plain text files in folders on your device, it's not very good at navigating folders and file structures. I mean, it's gotten better, right? It's gotten better, This, but the sidebar does not work nearly as well as something like the Finder. It's really meant for you to use search or to use links in kind of a wiki style way of hyping a wiki style way of jumping from one note to the other, which is fine. I mean, I, I kind of like having the file system approach too, where I can organize things that way. And I do, 
but I've found that I'm relying, I'm using it very much, search very much like I would with Google where I just have a big pile of notes and if I can't find something, I just use search and I find it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm exactly the same and I totally agree with you about the the note cloud yeah. thing. Like, yeah, maybe maybe it's a cool visualization or whatever, but I just don't care. It, 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 I, I can't see what the value is there. It, it's purely a visual thing where you can go, oh, look, all my notes are linked and things. You know, it but gives people whatever. the opportunity people, to show great, off. But... I mean, there is that. I mean, we haven't, we haven't mentioned, I guess, we've kind of danced around it, but Obsidian is free. The, the only paid stuff is if you use Sync, which is a subscription, or if you want to publish your notes to the web, which you can do, which is a separate paid thing. Um, I'm using both of those. I may drop the publish because I, I was trying to use it as a way to kind of share uh, pr- notes kind of privately with Federico, for instance, for Mac stories. Not not really great for that. Um, not really. It's not really got any kind of collabor- good collaborative system built into it. But for individual use, it's really good. I mean, the one thing I guess the, I already mentioned PKM. I mentioned Zettelkasten. I did not mention tending to your digital digital garden. Have you fa- run across that yet, Rob? Well, you may remember about a year ago, um, maybe a bit longer. I learned oh, this word. Yeah, we talked about this, uh, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. And so I don't want to see again all these people with linked notes and all this nonsense. Like, yeah, I, I do have a. I mean, what I just call it, it's just a wiki. It, it's essentially just a you know hundreds of pages right. of links to various different things icon sets and developer tools and books and you know all that kind of stuff um but but yes tending your digital garden and and pruning the leaves (laughs) and i i i I absolutely do not call mine a digital garden it is a it's essentially it's like my own personal bookmark manager more than anything else you know i'm mostly just storing a bunch of links there under different it's just that a lot of this stuff gets very overwrought really more than anything else and it's you know at the end of the day it's a text editor it's extensible with extensions which is pretty cool and yeah it's probably not for everybody but it's good for a lot of people so, Rob, I want to say that I am recording for the first time with my blinds up because I'm in my new place and I'm really near the sidewalk and school's getting out and I'm watching all these cars drive by with people going to pick up their kids at school. This school really goes from like preschool all the way to high school. So there's a lot of kids at the school, not too far away. And some of the kids are walking by and watching me talking to you. So we've got, we've got an, an audience of sorts today. Yeah, and the, uh, that's that's fun. That's nice. You get <laughs> it's like you're in a weird human. It is. Sorts. It's like being in a fishbowl, and that's why normally when I record, I pull the shades <laughs> down, and I, I and I and I make it so no one can really see. And it is. I would say it's maybe the one downside of my new office, which is I got I've got great light and everything, but then again, I'm also. I, I went for a walk this morning. I had left my shades up, and I came back, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I really am exposed." I could see you, know, you can see, you can see everything in my office from from the sidewalk. It's a, it's a little much, but anyway, you know, all, all the kids these days they want to be podcasters and influencers and TikTokers, so they're probably just you know excited to see they somebody might be, podcasting. Or it's like, or, usually, it's people walking their dogs from down the street, but. 
But yeah, this time of day, there are some high school kids walking home to their to their families. Yeah. Well, they got. I mean, you've had a busy week. You've been uh, you've been writing left, right. I center. have. I think I've finally gotten my groove back. I mean, this year I've spent so much time moving and everything, which has been very disruptive and very, gotten in the way of a lot of Mac story stuff. And I'm kind of settled in now, and everything's organized. And so, you know, going to the holidays, I'm just writing away and trying to get ready for 2023. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a good, good, nice little load of articles from me. It was a Carrot Weathers update with the dating, and um, it's in Pixel Pow. Uh, I don't know if you I saw heard, this. Yeah. They, they've added Carrot to uh, to Apollo. I haven't checked that out yet because I quite like my yeah. Carrot. Um, I don't know I've been using Hugo, Hugo the dog <laughs> from time to time, but uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I actually had another article that was going to come out that day, but the night before, I found a critical bug in it, <laughs> and I I contacted the developer and I was like, hey, you know, this thing's going on; it doesn't really work in this situation. And they were they said, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to push off that release. So got another one all ready to go, but uh, waiting for the the bug fixes to come in. Oh yeah, those bugs don't. It's uh, <laughs> I yeah, totally get that. it was an it's, iCloud uh, thing, and you know what? iCloud's just not easy to deal with. I felt bad about it, and I, I also felt really, I felt really bad, kind of raising it at the eleventh hour. But it was one of those things that had worked before. But then I realized, oh, you know what? There's this really significant situation where it doesn't. And when that comes up, one thing I don't want to do is ever write a story and say this is a really good app except for it just doesn't this one thing just doesn't work at all without having at least told the developer so that they know about it so that i can either say they know about it and they're working on it or they can decide i'm going to hold on to it and release it later and then hopefully if they fix it i don't have to you know have that big qualifier in the middle of the review yeah, and, and I don't think you can blame anybody working with iCloud. Like it's, it's I know, I know. <laughs> none of that, none of that. Stuff. I mean, whether it's iCloud or any kind of remote storage, that's, that's well, that's it was the fun, it was so. the new collaboration <laughs> tools and the new collaboration tools. I've seen bugs all over the place. I don't even think that this bug had anything to do with the the developer's app so much as it has to do with the new collaboration tools, which I found to be a little a little hard to use um, throughout the beta period this summer. So it's stuff like that when, you know, you kind of see it. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is probably not this guy's fault and he ought to know about it and maybe he doesn't. And so I let him know. And so hopefully soon, so hopefully soon we'll get another, I'll have yet another, uh, another review out. Cool. Well, uh, I think we're pretty All right. Up sounds good. This week. I'll uh, okay. speak to you Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye.